Hello and welcome to your Divine Uniqueness Show. If you'd like to listen to live episodes and interact with our speakers, you can go to yourdivineuniqueness.com. Your, Y-O-U-R, Divine, D-I-V-I-N-E, Uniqueness, U-N-I-Q-U-E-N-E-S-S.com. Hello everyone, this is Monsef Afkev and thank you so much for joining us today in this new call of Your Divine Uniqueness. Um, thank you so much for, for, for being here, for co-creating with us uh, this, uh, this call and uh, also this, this sacred space where we, um, we connect together and where um, like energetically we support each other in, 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 um, in our awakening journey, in, in, in this path that we are walking that's, that's really it's, it's, it's contributing to, to the awakening of the collective and contributing, especially during these, these uh, special times. So thank you so much for being here and for, um, for, for, for really, um, how to say, um, m- making, your, making your journey really, really impor- uh, important and uh, taking care of, um, of who, you, who, who you are and really like trying to, to, to connect to, 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 to the truth of who you are. And today um, I'm really excited because Sydney Campos is with us on the show. Um, we'll be talking about embodying heaven on earth. And I, I love the, the work and the energy that Sydney brings and the impact that she, that she brings. And it, it's, she's doing really, really amazing work in helping others, remembering um, their sovereignty, their mastery, and really, um, make an impact in the world and share um, their power, their gifts um, in a big way. So I'm really excited that she's here with us. And um, and also we have, like, as always, we have the Q&A later on the call, on the second part of the call, where you can ask your questions. So as always, if you are on the phone or the web call, you can raise your hand by pressing star two. And if you are on the webcast page, you can type in your questions on the question box. Um, Wonderful. So yeah, before we start, I would love to share with you a little bit about Sydney. So she is a visionary energy and embodiment expert, intuitive healer and author of The Empath Experience, What to Do When You Feel Everything. Sydney offers guidance to all who are called to live consciously and fulfill their soul purpose with playfulness, authenticity, and mastery. She is devoted to creating heaven on earth in all moments. In addition to being a seasoned business advisor and certified holistic health coach, Sydney is also a registered yoga teacher, Reiki energy healer, and certified Akashic Records practitioner and instructor. Sydney shares her expertise through visionary visionary consulting, intuitive healing, self-mastery courses, transformational mentorship, and the Visionary Souls podcast. Sydney has been featured in Forbes, Mind Body Green, Refinery 29, um, Battle, uh, Pure Wow, and New York Magazine. She gratefully resides at home on the island of Maui. Uh, yeah, so that's Sydney. Welcome to the show. Very happy to have you with us today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so honored to be with you too. I really appreciate this space that you've created that we're co-creating for us all to connect and share uh, sorry I was muting myself so uh, I was saying <laughs> I, was like, I was like where are you that was so funny <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah, I, I was saying that uh, I would love if in the beginning you can uh, share with us about your awakening journey and uh, um, how you started um, supporting others like you are doing now. Yeah, let's see what wants to be shared. <sighs> yeah, I just also want to say welcome to everyone that is tuning in in this present moment or in a future now moment, really feeling your presence here. And I just love sharing this kind of space together. And I I love feeling the capacity we have to really deeply connect, you know, to deeply connect with ourselves and then the deeper we connect with ourselves, the more deeply we can connect with each other. And a really nice way to create more connection in any moment is just to take a really nice, long, deep breath. And I welcome everyone to do this now and just see if you can bring your presence even more into the body. And I'm just doing this with you to be really present to what truth wants to be shared. You know, we all tell the same stories all the time and I feel like it's important to really listen to what's most important to share in this moment. How can I help someone who's listening right now? Let me be a messenger. (sighs) Yeah, so like many (laughs) humans, probably like many listening in right now, when I was little, I was really tapped into magic and multidimensionality and connecting with spirit and and just knowing that we were here. I was here on Earth to have a really special time and that it was supposed to be fun. And growing up <laughs> in my family dynamic and in the society of, you know, America, the New England culture at that time when I was growing up, Amidst that conditioning, I learned to not be so tapped into my magic, not be so connected to my truth, to not be so expressive, to not be so loud, to not talk back, these kinds of things, you know, to behave, to fit in. But that sensitivity was always there, really deep sensitivity, capacity to feel what other people are feeling, to feel kind of the energy of spaces around me just feel what's happening in the world and had no awareness of this being different from how anyone else was living in the world right we there was no vocabulary or consciousness around this this was just my experience so I kind of assumed as we do that everyone's tapping in that way and feeling sensitive you know or maybe I didn't even think about it at all it was just my experience but year after year, growing up, learned to kind of separate myself from that. It wasn't really safe or acceptable to express the level of depth that I was feeling. So it created this distance, separation from what I now relate to as my true self. And felt really lost, especially around the time of, I would say, like adolescence going into high school, but a little bit before then. You know, before that, I was just so painfully nervous and anxious and just like, oh, so much anxiety. It was hard to breathe. It was just so hard to go to school and it was just keeping track of so much energy and keeping track of what everyone else was feeling and thinking without even knowing I was doing this. Kind of thinking probably at some level that everyone was 
experiencing life this way, but they just knew how to handle it better. So they weren't stressed out. So what was wrong with me that I was so anxious? (laughs) You know, I felt really different. I felt like I was doing something wrong. And so when I was 14, I, I found alcohol and drugs at around the same time, which is so awesome because finally I could just turn all the anxiety off and I could just breathe and I could just be. And it was so much fun. It was so much fun. (laughs) I love just getting drunk and just not having to worry. You know, it was fun and it was innocent at first. Mm -hmm. And it was just fun. And I just wanted to be free. And this developed over the next 10 years into pretty serious relationship with drugs and alcohol and and just like, wow, really became this escapism. It had started out as this really fun, you know, kind of a way to heal myself from anxiety. And then it developed into this codependency of like, I can't even live without behaving this way. And I don't really know who I am unless I'm drinking and partying and you know, living into all the identities that have been created around those behaviors and all the people that I had come to know through those behaviors. So this became my identity as the party person. And all I wanted was connection, you know, but I couldn't connect in presence. I could only connect really through drugs and alcohol at that point. And at the end of the journey, it just got really dark. There's a lot of stories I could tell, but what I'll say is I'm really lucky and super grateful that I wasn't allowed to die. That's really what it feels like because towards the last part of the journey um, before I got sober, I really, at some level, I think I really did want to leave. I wanted to leave this life, but I was too afraid to maybe outrightly kill myself. Uh, But I thought maybe if I blacked out enough times and I just maybe walked into traffic, I was living in New York City at the time, could just get really blacked out and walk in and, you know, to a car and it could just run me over. That might be an easy way out. I was in so much pain and I wasn't even aware of it. I was just drinking and drugging over it, but really disconnected from myself and really lost. And a little bit in touch with that very innocent aspect that wanted to make a difference in the world, that always wanted to help people, that always had a capacity to deeply love you know, but I, I just felt so disconnected from that part. And my wake-up call happened. There were a series of many moments, but one of them that I always share about because it is kind of the milestone moment started by asking for help. And it wasn't asking for help to quit drugs and alcohol. I wasn't ready to do that yet. But it, But I was so externally focused on success and making money and you know, thought if I could just do that well enough, then maybe I'd be happy and that would fix my problems and I could maybe stop drinking and drugging if I could just feel better living my purpose. So I I sought out a therapist to help me figure out my career purpose. Little did I know that in this session, uh, one of our first sessions, I finally, I told her the truth for whatever reason about what I was had been experiencing, which at the time was this total double life. I had been working by day in this, like, office. Like, I think I was working in a financial advising office at the time. But at night, I was working in a strip club. I was getting drunk and doing drugs every night. I was doing some other sketchy behavior, like going to some stranger's house to, like, make, basically make, like, sexual photography and videos and getting paid for that. Just doing all these things that I felt a lot of shame about 
I wasn't able to be out in the open about what I was doing and the interests that I had. And there were some distortions I was playing out around money and feeling like I had to go to these secret nightclubs and strip clubs to feel free to express myself and my sexuality. And there's just a lot going on. And all all on top of this, I was at a full-time job during the day trying to make everything work and just in total denial and falling apart. So I finally told the therapist the truth because actually what happened, the catalyst for telling her the truth was she diagnosed me with I think it was bipolar disorder. You know, I told her everything that I was experiencing and I think I was about to be medicated. You know, I was having panic attacks and really emotionally unstable. And and then I told her, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know if the medication's going to work because first of all, I'm drinking a lot. So that's not going to work. I don't think I can take this medication with alcohol. Second of all, here's all the drugs that I'm doing. Okay. And here's all the other things that I'm doing <laughs> that I have never told anybody about. And after I told her everything, the look on her face was enough to kind of shock my system into realizing the intensity, the danger of what I was, what I was doing, you know. And I just kind of, I saw, like, wow, if I continue behaving this way, putting myself in danger like this, I'm going to die. And I didn't, I, I realized in that moment or maybe shortly after, I didn't want to die. I did want to live. I had some, I had a life that I wanted to live. I wanted to find out what that life could be. So that was a major turning point. I didn't get sober right after. There were some other things that had to happen. I had a lot of rock bottoms in this young life, which I'm really grateful for. I learned a lot of um, hard lessons quickly, it seems like, in hindsight. And I got clean. I went into AA. I went into recovery. And that was such a catalyst for everything that I'm now doing from practicing spirituality and practicing self-love and self-care and learning about responsibility, integrity, accountability, being in connection with a dedicated community, being vulnerable, sharing my truth, healing, letting go of so much, oh, so much letting go every day. And that was a massive paradigm shift in every way. And it was in AA years into my recovery that I really I tapped into this love for service. And this love for just watching the light come on in people, right? Like watching the light come on, watching people come alive. And I realized, wow, I love this. I love guiding other people through awakening. At that time, it was through recovery, through the 12 steps of AA and other programs. But it just clicked a lot of things into place. So some other pieces are, you know, still working in my my had a career in advertising and strategy and that kind of thing, living the New York life, but going to meetings every night, being really involved in recovery. And I started also getting really into intuitive healing, Reiki, Akashic Records, all kinds of modalities that I just gravitated to that seemed like they could help me. They had different keys to help me in processing all the trauma that I was recovering from. And fast forward a couple more years, some other transformational experiences were leaving my agency job in New York to start my business about four years ago, which at the time was a consulting-focused practice that kind of morphed into healing and coaching and more of a mix between business and spirituality, which is what I do now, uh, supporting entrepreneurs and kind of conscious business and energy mastery. 
And another pivotal moment in my path, which I know months after we relate on, is, is going to Bali. I quit my job. I finally had this space created to go travel. And I ended up living in Bali for almost a year. I went there for what I thought was going to be a month. It ended up being almost a year long, which I think is the most common experience people have there. And and that changed so much. That was a massive awakening moment. So much remembrance, soul retrieval, activation of my spiritual gifts, more activation of my psychic awareness and galactic uh, remembrance, I'll say. There's so much healing. And it's been an incredible journey. And the last couple of years in particular has felt like a quantum leap in my journey in terms of, wow, just really learning about authenticity, really learning about integrity, really embodying all the things that I was so excited to teach when I first kind of came out and started coaching and supporting people. And, wow, I'm just celebrating how much more simple everything feels now, really into simplicity. You know, like the truth is so simple when we're being ourselves. It's simple and we know the right thing to say. And we're just present with all that's already happening and we see how much we're supported. And so much is just happening through us without us needing to manage anything. So, yeah, that's kind of the that's kind of the life story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Sydney, for about that I really find it very very inspiring um like to to all of us because um how to say maybe as as empath or people who are now uh, walking their spiritual path there is like so many patterns that are coming to the surface and many times how to say like um we try to hide we feel that we are not good enough or we feel shameful or of of um part of who we are that we are uh, trying to hard to to hide and and many times we feel like we are not ready to share our gift to be who we are and we will just try to postpone like just embodying that that truth and that essence of of who we are and and especially because like in in our societies there are so many rules and about and definitions about uh, what is uh, right and wrong and which which also um like puts a lot of mm. judgments on us and also self self judgments so but but in fact, like the essence of who we are, it's always there, and it's always available to us mm. to to be connected to so yeah, thank you, thank you so much for for sharing mm. about that and so we are talking about embodying heaven on earth, and like part of it is is um is also relieving that that doubt of of um of who we are so i would love if if we can start with that especially during these times because um so many things mm. are happening in the world and that's bringing so many old patterns to the surface how to stay um how to say to keep believing in in ourselves even in in though all mm. those things are happening yeah I just want to give so much gratitude to all of humanity right now because it's really, it's intense, man. We are going through the most incredible, how does this want to be said? We are just going through it. We are going through the ringer. All of humanity is going through this evolutionary process that 
feels so immense, especially this year. I mean, could we have ever imagined our world shifting on this, like, on these, this level and in so many ways and so quickly? I mean, we are just, we're on the advanced ascension path right now, you know, and everybody, no matter where you're at in your trajectory on your unique journey, you're going through some major lessons, major integration, you know, it's, it's big. We're all receiving so much. And what I mean to say is we're receiving so much energy. You know, ascension is about the evolution and kind of expansion of consciousness on Earth. But it's also the growth of the, I would say, field of the Earth itself, the Earth as a living being, right? So the Earth is already kind of operating at this higher dimensional frequency. And then all of us living on Earth, all of her inhabitants, we're catching up and we're evolving and we're speeding up and we're receiving so much light. We're receiving so much. We're expanding so fast. And as we expand and start to generate and become and embody more of the light essence that we each are, all of the density, the trauma, distortions, confusion, it's just getting highlighted. All the stuff that we ever repressed or hid away or kept kind of in our unconscious. It's all coming up into the light now. It's all coming up. And sometimes it feels like it's all coming up at once. And it's like, I don't want to see that. I'm not ready for that. I don't want anyone to know about that. It's just, it's so uncomfortable. It's so awkward. It's just weird. I mean, you know, and everyone has their own process for how they relate. And I have so much compassion for the people that are just like kind of coming to you at the beginning of the journey because it's a lot. It's hard. I remember when I was just kind of coming to right after I got sober and I felt like I was crazy. And I think that's what ascension can feel like sometimes for people now. It's like, am I crazy? Like, what am I feeling? Feeling so much now. And no one ever taught us how to be like like this, these powerful multidimensional feeling beings that have these immense capacities with so many gifts and so much intuition and so much sensitivity. And so we're each, each and every one of us is really learning how to be in a body. Each and every one of us is learning what it is to be an embodied human that feels really deeply, that has so much capacity to perceive reality in so many different ways. And this is the journey. This is why we sign up to come to earth, I believe, you know, because we want, we want to have this experience where all these infinite spirits, right? And we say, hey, I want to come to earth and forget everything about my divinity and come through to have this human experience just so I can really witness, see, and experience what it's like to move from darkness into light and to remember my infinite potential, to remember my infinite beingness, and to remember my divine mission. And there's just something so fulfilling about that. Like we wanted to have the experience of learning through contrast. We wanted to have the contrast so that we could more fully appreciate the light, the love, the expansiveness, the infinite presence that we are. And so I just appreciate us so much for this because it would have been maybe a lot easier to just hang out in the ninth dimension or something, you know, just be a spirit, be an energetic being and just be hanging out. But for some reason, some of us just chose to forget all of that and go on this really tumultuous journey, but kind of because we we knew it at some level it would be fun. At some level, we knew it would be really special to go through this awakening. You know, at least that's how I like to orient to it. And so heaven on earth to me is about 
the union of the spirit fully in the body, right? Our bodies are energetic antennas. We are the anchor of heaven onto earth. We anchor celestial energy, higher dimensional frequencies through our body, through our being, through our heart into earth to support not only the ascension of earth and its continual integration into higher frequencies that supports the collective and the inhabitants of earth, but also to support to support what I want to say is hmm ah yeah this is a message I'm hearing right now that wants to be shared so I'm just getting the precise language hmm yeah so you know it's just so much bigger than us you know the life that we're here to live each and every one of us impacts so many more beings than we could imagine beyond those we are consciously connected to in this lifetime, in this dimension, in this reality. What is occurring on Earth through this ascension that we are all contributing to, that we are all facilitating, no matter how we are showing up, we are each playing a key, critical part in the process. This whole process is impacting, it's like the vision I see is many other solar systems, many other universes, many other beings. Many other almost simultaneous, you know, Earth experiments, it feels like. You know, we're not alone. (laughs) There's so much more beyond what we're familiar with in this realm of our consciousness. There's so much more that we're opening up to. And everything that we do here matters. Every action that we take matters. Every healing that we undertake matters. And it impacts and ripples through the multiverse, if you could imagine, other beings and other planetary systems and other universes and other dimensions are receiving the healing impact, the lessons, the integration that we are carrying out. So in a way, we're, we're leaders. We're like the celestial team, you know, leading this ascension that's benefiting so many others, you know, in so many other realities. That's having the effect of uplifting consciousness for all, you know, and it's so important to appreciate ourselves for this, because like you said, Monsef, you know, people wonder, it's a question of like, you know, I want to live my purpose, am I living my purpose yet? And sometimes there's this, you know, leaning on externals, you know, like, I haven't lived my purpose until I've made a million dollars, I haven't lived my purpose until I, you know, have a famous book or something. But could you imagine that in this great shift that we're all a part of, there's also a big shift in the way that we are to value ourselves and each other and to value our purpose and our notion of what it means to be successful and meaningful because every action that we take matters. Every decision that we make, every choice that we make really matters. And when we, and when we can start to hold ourselves at that level of reverence, we can really, we can just appreciate our experience more. You know, it's so much easier to take responsibility. We can become so much more observant of any tendencies that we might have to fall into any kind of victim consciousness. You know, victim consciousness is really the game that humanity is going through right now. Victim consciousness is being healed at a deep level and all the trauma around, you know, victimhood is just coming to the light on the world stage. And the next step that we're all emerging into is creator consciousness, is responsibility, is realizing, 
you know, all the bad things that I, I thought were so bad that happened, you know, to what extent have I created those situations in my life to learn the perfect lessons? You know, this is the healing. This is the healing moment where we take responsibility for how powerful we are. You know, we're such powerful beings. We're capable of creating absolutely anything. You know, we're here on earth also to simply witness the fun of the game of manifesting. You know, this is the manifestation planet, a manifestation portal where we get to really learn and see and experience firsthand what it's, what it's like to create, you know, matter out of nothing, out of energy. That's like part of why we're here. This is what we're evolving into as we move into more of a fifth dimensional reality, which I celebrate is it seems like it's happening just faster than anyone could have imagined, you know, and yeah, so heaven on earth to me feels like this embodiment of the spirit through the body, completely connected to the earth, completely anchored, fully in the body. And it also has this energy of living your life like a game and creating your reality as a playground, you know, like why else are you here other than to enjoy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really love that. And uh, I, I agree with everything you shared. And it, it, it can be it, like, it may be a, a challenging journey, but, and also it needs some courage, but living our purpose, it's, it's much more bigger than what we can expect and what we were taught, taught. And like you said, every action that's, that we take, it's, it makes a big difference. And like the healing that we are going through, like energetically, it's, it's, it's making, it's, um, it's making a huge impact in, in, um, the collective awakening. And, mm. and we need to, to acknowledge that and be, uh, proud of who we are and what we are doing in, in this time. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 also um, like how to say like during this, this time, especially during the past month, because there are many people who maybe lost their jobs or maybe they um, they started to work from home and they started to question um, like the work that they were doing in the past. Was it really something that they mm. wanted to do or not? And they they started to think about. Um, creating something that they love and following their hearts like and serving. So um, what will be your advice for those who, who are starting to, to walk this, this path and maybe in the beginning because it's not very clear and they are trying to get more clarity about where they are going. So I would love if you can give them any, any advice. Yeah, great question. <sighs> Yeah, this is, we're in such a great reset in so many ways, right? Like our whole economy is changing, the whole way we value ourselves, each other, work, the notion of like work-life balance, and it's all changing, and so much space has been created. So many people have been confronted with the opportunity to slow down, to really slow down and be with everything that's here in a way that they've probably never created space for before. So much healing is allowed to happen just simply when we get out of the way and allow space. So much healing happens. And then naturally, as you feel repressed energy and emotions that have been trapped and come out finally when given space, 
you'll find that you have so much access to creativity and you start to feel your intuition and your natural inclination to create certain things or play in new ways or certain ways that maybe feel really familiar but that you haven't prioritized because other priorities have taken precedence, you know. And oh, I love feeling the, the resurgence of, you know, so many, especially light workers. I mean, and I feel actually I want to say that I feel like all humans are light workers. We're all here to bring light. We're all here to ascend into our, our light. So we're all light workers. What I mean to say is I'm excited to see all the people who are finally tuning out, tuning into their intuition and they're kind of getting these messages to share their story, you know, like kind of vulnerably, like kind of what we're doing here. I feel, yeah, when I tap in and I sense just and I see, there's so many who are hearing this inner call that it's important for them to share their experience that they're seeing their journey in a new light, that they're seeing that they have so much wisdom to offer, that their experience they've lived matters and can support so many, and that it feels good to share. It's healing and it's integrating and and it matters. And so I celebrate all the people that have taken the steps to start writing their book or starting their podcast, you know, even in the face of any judgment that might exist that says, oh, other people are already doing that. Other people already did this. Someone already made this. No, not in the way that you're here to make it, not in the way that you're here to share. You know, what I want to stress is that whatever it is that you're called to create in whatever form, and trust that you do have a very unique contribution that you're here to make, a unique gift that you're here to give, It's just made for you. It's designed for you to bring through your intuition. Once you clear out the emotional content and kind of density that might be blocking you off from receiving this guidance, the guidance always wants to tell you the next right step that sets you into alignment with sharing your gifts and your contribution, which always guide you into a path of abundance and love and presence, all the good stuff. And No matter where you're at in that process, I just want to stress that, you know, even if it feels like other people are kind of doing a similar thing as to what your guidance is directing you to create, it's really important to listen to your to your vision. Because you may be listen, we're all saying the same thing. That's what I want to say. (laughs) We're all saying We're all just saying the same thing. We're all saying the same thing. And the more of us that can say it, the better, you know. And and the transmission that you're here to bring, Monseth, and the one that I'm here to bring as Sydney and the one that anyone listening is here to bring as you, not everybody can hear us, you know, but someone might be able to hear you, you know. And maybe the message that you bring, even though we're kind of saying the same thing, someone can really hear you and your transmission saves their life. Do you know what I'm saying? Like any ways in which we're withholding our natural creative message and vision, it's like we don't know the impact that we're meant to have. You know, we're not in control of that. The only thing we're really in control of is listening, listening and then taking action on the guidance that we receive. That's really the only thing that we are here to have any control over whatsoever. And even that maybe isn't isn't about control. It's just like responsibility and allowing and acting in alignment with what we're meant to do, you know. And it's just so important. The more of us that can be saying our version of the message, the better, especially now because so many people 
are just coming to, like millions of people every day. So much. You can feel it if you're sensitive and you're tapped into the grid and maybe you meditate and it's like, well, it's getting loud out there. There's way more people that are plugged in. There's way more people that are awake, that are here, that are accessible through our collective consciousness grid, you know. And so the more that can be on the team sharing the message, the better. And uh, the last thing I would say, since I work with a lot of early stage entrepreneurs who are just kind of considering taking that leap, especially from a corporate background or just wanting to start uh, or reposition a business that tends to be around supporting others and awakening consciousness or, you know, coming into deeper embodiment mastery in all the ways that take shape. Um, let's see, what's the most important thing I could share with this group? about that there's a few things <sighs> you know there's so much information out there about how to do it and there's so many people that will want to sell you things on how to teach you how to do it and I just want to caution everyone again to like really listen to your inner guidance you know because your inner guidance actually has again the perfect strategy the perfect steps for you to take you know, for when it's time, when it's, is it the right timing to launch the business? Is it the right timing to start putting your services out there? Is it the right timing to take a training or some of some sort that helps you to refine your skills and the things that you'd like to offer? Or is it the right time to hire a coach? Really, everything comes from your inner guidance in terms of aligned decisions. And so I would just say the most important practice anyone could be doing right now is anything that helps you to more deeply connect to your inner wisdom, to your inner guidance, to your sense of, of truth, and to your sense of what you know is right for you. And we all have different ways of accessing that inner compass. There's so many different ways. Each person expresses this uh, uniquely. But let this be a priority for you now because you really do have all of the answers. And be wary of anybody out there who's still trying to say the old paradigm message that they have an answer that you don't have and they want to sell it to you for, like, a lot of money. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's what I would say about that. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, um, listening to our intuition is, is really important. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it, can, it can really show us the, the right people we can work with and the right things that we can do. So thank you so much, Sydney, for, for sharing about that. And I would love if we can take questions from, from the audience. Yeah, that's can great. You, okay. Okay, great. So yeah, again, everyone, if you are on the phone, you can raise your hand by pressing start two. And for, um, uh, for those of you on, on the webcast page, you can type in your questions on the question box. All right, so. I also just want to, I would like to mention one thing that's just coming up as a little highlight, and it does feel like a little shameless plug, <laughs> but it, it's, but it's true. You know, I, I wrote this book, The Empath Experience, What to Do When You Feel Everything, and a lot of this conversation is explored and expounded upon in the book, but specifically practices to activate your intuition. You know, that's like a core focus of everything that I do, and I'm really proud of how the book is outlined and kind of guiding you through specific ways that you can amplify your energetic discernment, intuition, and capacity to kind of follow your own guidance. So 
for anybody that's kind of resonating with what I'm sharing, what's been coming through, the book could be a great resource for you. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Sydney. And mm -hmm. um, all right, so we have a caller from uh, Mountain View, California, phone number ending with 1292. Hello. Hello. Hi, this is Anne. Um, I Hi, felt Anne. really drawn to, to listen to this today. I'm still trying to get a feel for what my life purpose is. I don't know if you have any feel for that, any sense of that. <laughs> Hi, Anne. How are you today? Hi. How are you feeling? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thank you. Mm, awesome. I'm really glad that you followed your guidance to connect in and, and listen in and share. Um, Hmm. I want to ask you. Yeah, this is my co-creative. Uh, what are you? What do you love doing, Anne? What are some of the things that you really love that bring you the most joy? I love being into my spirituality, like into energy healing. Hmm. Yeah. What do you love about that? It just. It makes me feel alive. I just it, it just makes things mm -hmm. fall into place for me. I I had a mm -hmm. similar, not exactly the same experience as you have, but I had a lot of trauma in my past, and I got misguided, misdirected in the wrong direction in my life, and I kind of turned my life around, and I started you know developing more into my spiritual side. Mm hmm. Oh, sounds quiet now. Are we still connected? Yes, we are connected. I just oh, I was cool. listening to you. Nice. I wasn't sure. Oh, I mean, beautiful. I don't want to go into great yeah, I love it. <laughs> I know we don't have a whole lot of time. <laughs> There's a lot I could oh, talk about. Okay. I'm trying to like keep it oh, general. It's okay. You know. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we were. I think we were having a telepathic exchange. Let's just call it that. So yeah, so I love what you just modeled, you know, and, and so to anybody who's like totally, I feel like you're speaking for a lot of people right now, like what's my purpose, you know, my whole life's changed, my whole job's gone, my identity's shifting, like what's my real purpose, what's my soul purpose, why am I here in this life? And there's so much we've been taught about what this all means, like it has to be some external thing, it has to be your job, it has to be the thing that makes you money, and what I believe our purpose is, ah, uh, what wants to be said, it's like, could we imagine that our purpose is actually to emit our authentic frequency? Could we imagine that our purpose is actually to be ourselves completely in every way? Could we imagine that our purpose is an energy game? Like it's a unique energy that we're transmitting as our unique version, interpretation of heaven on earth through our body, through our hearts. And then that expression of our purpose through our unique energy can come through in so many different ways, you know. And and when I connect to you and, and hear you and feel you, you're, you know, living the path of the wounded healer, you know. And you've learned through your own experience. There was never any misdirection. It was all perfect. And you learned all these lessons that set you up perfectly to heal and awaken and be here now. And and all the tools that you've collected on your path that have helped you, all the ways that you've learned to heal and to thrive. Could you imagine how much resource you have to support other people with just from your experience, you know? And then mm -hmm. 
the way that you want to, the way that you want to share that, you know, what feels authentic, what feels fun and what feels almost easeful and natural. The thing is around your purpose, it's like, it's already preordained. It's already kind of designed in this life. Some might call it destiny, you know? So when we're Mm -hmm. present and we're, when we're embodied, we're present and embodied as much as we can be deeper and deeper in our daily practice and our moment to moment practice, always coming back to presence. We're always shown the next right step to take that's in natural alignment with what is our purpose. We might not always get the clear, concise, like, well, this is my purpose. It's one title. Our, our purpose is evolving. It's changing, especially as we grow at such an accelerated pace. But it's our job to listen and ask, how can I be of service? How do I want to play? How do I want to express my gifts? And when you're in that space of openness and receptivity to universal feedback, it's very common that people will just come up to you and will just, you know, be asking you for things and just it will all unfold perfectly because in a way, your path is already designed. And part of the game Mm -hmm. in this ascension experience is just kind of remembering the path and finding yourself on the path and like awakening even deeper in every moment to, to realizing, wait, oh my gosh, I'm on my path. Things are so easy. The people I'm meant to help are just here because I'm open to helping them. I'm not distracted and energetically blocked off by obsessing about how I need to brand myself and am I there yet and am I doing it right yet? When you're focused on mm-hmm. simplicity and just and service and just sharing how feels natural and I would say however feels fun and energizing for you, that's living okay. your purpose. Does, does that feel good? Does that make sense? It does. <laughs> Thanks for your question. I feel like there's a lot. There's a lot that can be explored there, and I I love the the reflections we both shared. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, Anne. Um, much love. And uh, thank you so much, Sydney, for the guidance. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, asking questions can, can really bring so, so many answers. Um, and it can really help us to connect more to our intuition and which can really lead us to uh, the next step. And, like, walking this, this path, it's it's more about, like, taking it step by step. Sometimes we don't have all the clarity in the beginning, but we just need to have trust and take the first step. Hmm. Amen. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. We have, yeah, we have Destiny uh, on the phone. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Destiny. Hi. Hi. Hi, Sydney. You know, it's quite amazing. Hello. Hi, your story, um, <clears throat> it sounds a lot like me. Um, that's the way I was when I was younger, too. I was into escapism. It was so much easier to escape than it was to feel the anxiety, to feel all of our feelings mm-hmm. so fully, you know? So, yeah, mm-hmm. wow. Um, great story. It sounds a lot like I'm probably a lot of empaths feel that way. Um <clears throat> I guess I was wondering if you have any tips on trying to stay in that positive mode all the time. Because right now, there's, I mean, it's getting easier. It's getting lighter. The things that I'm clearing out are clearing me 
to a point where I'm starting to see more of the light and it's starting to come in more. But there are times where um, I get bombarded and not necessarily mm-hmm. with other people's emotions, but just like where when I get <laughs> bombarded, it's like all at once. And then I feel like I'm down yeah. in the dumps and I just need something to pull me up and out of it, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, completely feel you. And thank you for sharing sharing your experience and where you're at. I really appreciate your authenticity. And we're, we don't – whoever said we have to be positive all the time? You know, we're, we're humans, and sometimes it's really hard. And sometimes – can we can we honor ourselves more fully for being where we're at, especially in those moments when it's hard and we're being bombarded? Are we acknowledging ourselves and saying, man, this is really hard right now and feeling the full extent of what's coming up? But sometimes it feels bombarding, like the energy that we're receiving or the emotional content we're being shown to process can feel oh, like yeah. overwhelming. If, yeah. yeah, if we're, if, but it, but it can feel even more overwhelming if there's a resistance to being with it, right? Like if we're blocking it, if we're not really wanting to go into it, of course it might feel scary because, wow, if I really feel this emotion, then, you know, my reality is going to change again. And, and we're just learning to be with our bodies in a different way, our mind, the, the way that we're used to operating within our minds is undergoing a huge shift right now and will continue to do so through the rest of this year. We're shifting into presence. We're shifting into a fifth dimensional consciousness, into fifth dimensional bodies. And when we're in the fifth dimension and pure presence, we let go of the need to be in linear thought. There's like really no thinking. It's just pure feeling, pure experiencing. So we're Part of the overwhelm and bombardment that a lot of people are experiencing now is this, is the shift, which we don't often hear words given to or context set for. Um, That's a little bit of what I sense might be going on for you, and it might support you in those moments to really, you know, when you feel overwhelmed, you know, how do you connect with your higher self, your soul, your inner child, these different aspects of you that are probably the ones that are most afraid are the ones that are feeling most overwhelmed or bombarded by whatever's coming up. And how, how are you orienting to your higher self, let's say? I can see the higher view and higher perspective of what's happening and, and knows that it's happening right on time, that you can handle it. It wouldn't be happening if otherwise. You know, of course, it's meant to come up right now. And then how do you bring yourself into presence? I mean, even beyond anything I just said, in those moments when you feel overwhelmed, what's your energetic tool set for bringing yourself into immediate presence? It could be as simple as before you go in the thought spiral of worrying or fear, what's this going to be and what's this going to mean and who am I going to be? Take a breath. Don't enga- ob- cultivate more observance before engaging with these familiar thought patterns and mental programs which have been put in place as survival mechanisms mostly in responses to trauma. You know, how do you connect to presence? How do you get in the body? Just take a break so that you can see whatever's appearing overwhelming through a more clear view. So that might be breath. It might be doing 10 jumping jacks, you know, pattern interrupt. It's not bypassing. It's just interrupting the intensity temporarily so that you can come back and meet it in more presence, in more groundedness, in more peace, you know, in a way that feels more manageable for you and again we all have different ways of 
of processing. So I'll share with you, like, for me, if I have moments where I'm feeling a lot coming in, and it's ex- and usually I'll feel that as just exhaustion. I'll feel so tired. It's like, oh, my gosh, I'm processing so much. I'm really tired. Oh, I feel like I need a lot of rest. And then how do I meet that? How do I create space in my life for knowing that I'm going to need a lot of rest because whatever I'm processing is requiring more space, and I can't just pretend to go show up in all these ways and stay busy and, you know, I can't do anything else. So there's a lot of authenticity called for in this process. And I would just say to everybody, um, it's such an important time to be practicing your energetic mastery practices, whatever those are for you that feel best breath work, you know, healing the nervous system, uh, doing your meditation, EFT tapping, bioenergetic shaking. I mean, I have tons of different practices, but it's time to get more into embodiment and energetic mastery practices. No matter where you're at, we are learning to really work with the body and with these new energy systems coming online. And if you're not already already doing a committed daily practice right now, it's a really good time to begin. So I hope that helps. Man, that was great. No, that was really good. Really good. Thank you so much for all of them. Is that what your package is about? Is it about, because I think that's what it is. I need a place to stay inside of my body instead of out here in the mm. mind or start going off. I need to be able to stay in it because sometimes it's really comfortable mm-hmm. or uncomfortable. Sometimes it's very uncomfortable mm-hmm. to be in my body. Mm-hmm. So I just need a way to stay in it. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's such a great insight. Yeah, I celebrate your awareness. This is such a great insight because when we're all the way in the body, you know, as much as we can be when we're present, we can handle anything. You know, we're not, we're never given more than we can be with in any moment. It's only the mind that can get in the way that's sourcing traumatic memories and experiences from the past, right? The mind only works on the past or future experiences. It can't be present. The mind can't really function Mm -hmm. in the present moment. It doesn't really have a job to do here. It's not needed, you know. And so as we learn, as we're in this ascension process, being in the body is the key. And then we can start to relate to our mind kind of as this, like, kind of like a needy little kid almost. It's like, I just want attention. I just want something to do. I just want to still be important. You know, that's kind of that's kind of what it's going through. It's going through its own ego death uh, transition in this process. And, and how do we really practice being in the body? So there's so many practices. My book has a ton of them in, uh, inside. And then, yes, to answer your question, um, all of the sessions mm-hmm. and experiences that I offer are all about embodiment, sharing embodiment practices and energetic attunements that help you to mm-hmm. feel more uh, in presence. Could you mention, could you give us the title of the book one more time so I can write it down? Sure. <clears throat> Yeah, sure. It's called The Empath Experience, What to Do When You Feel Everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, I will look that up. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sydney. What a, it was a very nice meeting you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. You too, love. Blessings. Yeah, thank you, Sydney. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's love. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much, uh, Sydney, for the guidance. So, yeah, uh, thank you again, mm-hmm. Sydney. Uh, very grateful to you for uh, the time you spent with us today. Th- that was really, really inspiring. I really loved the call. I loved your story. And um, 
like it, it was really inspiring and also the guidance you gave us after that the discussion and the answers to the callers. So really thank you so much, Cindy. Aw, thank you for the opportunity to be here today and share. It's such a gift. It's such an honor. I learn something new every time I get to, to share and connect with others that are on this wild journey. And, and just remember, we're not alone. You know, we're never alone. Sometimes it can feel like a lot. We're all being invited into such such power. We're reclaiming so much of our power. And we're such incredible beings, you know. So the more compassion we can have for ourselves, first and foremost, and each other, I think that's the best medicine right now, you know. Can we forgive ourselves really quickly? We're just learning how to walk, you know. We're like little spiritual babies in some ways, these ancient souls in these new bodies we're learning how to use. And, you know, can we take it a little a little more lightly, you know, take take it a little more lightly on ourselves. And I heard this quote yesterday. I really want to share it because I just, I love this so much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so cool. Angels can fly because they take themselves lightly. <laughs> so so let's be like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Cindy, for sharing it. And uh, yeah, for again, for, for, for everything you shared with us today. And um also, everyone, really thank you so much for, for being here, for sharing with us your presence and energy and co-creating with us. this. That was really, really amazing experience. So thank you so much. And uh, thank you for those who asked the questions. And with that, everyone, I'm sending you so much love. And I will see you on the next call. Bye-bye, everyone. If you'd like to listen to live episodes and interact with our speakers, you can go to yourdivineuniqueness.com your y-o-u-r divine d-i-v-i-n-e uniqueness u-n-i-q-u-e-n-e-s-s dot com